0: Welcome to Houndsy, the Steel Army Podcast. I'm Dan Yost, and on this week's show we have a bit of, of being upset in Monterey, a full-on cup set in New England, and uh, to talk us talk us through it, got a couple of guys here. First off, it's a yak. Yak, where were you last night for the cup set, and uh, how am- did, how did it feel?
1: I am fresh off making a fool of myself at the local Bulldogs pub, and not for the usual reasons. I definitely interrupted Trivia Night a little with my screaming, but it was entirely, entirely worth it.
0: I mean, it it wasn't so bad that they're not going to have you back or anything.
1: I, I don't think there's anything I could do at this point that Bulldogs would kick me out. Nice. It's good to have a
0: type of relationship
1: with your bar. They got my back.
0: So how many people did he get in there for trivia at Bulldog?
1: Um, I mean, every every table, every seat in the place, which is admittedly not a big place, was full. And it sounded like a lot of people out on the patio were also playing because um, they have a speaker out there just for that. And it was a gorgeous night last night. I don't know how many people played because my intentions my attentions were not on that but the place was packed.
0: Okay, nice. And and you yelled and you, you interrupted the questions or something?
1: No, I, I don't think I, I did it too much during like when people needed to listen, but like why is this guy randomly yelling and jumping up and down? Oh, so you were
0: you were the roller coaster of emotions the entire time. Correct, yeah. Oh, okay. That's fair. That's right. Jesse understands. He knows.
1: He knows. He knows.
0: Also here, I have a Seth. Seth, sounds like you were watching. You were doing some some porch watching for the game last night.
2: Yeah, so I uh, I took myself outside because of course seven thirty kickoff is like prime bedtime at our house. So I did not want to be pulling a yak accidentally and disrupt bedtime. So I figured if I took myself to the porch. I could free up the emotions a little bit and not have to worry about waking up any sleeping toddlers. Uh, So it was, uh, I think I told you, Dan, like when the final whistle blew, I just kind of like stood up on my front porch by myself, my hands in the air, like, holy shit, we did it. And that felt really nice.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it is a moment of excitement and also a bit of relief. Uh, if you would have told me, look, you know what, let's, let's save it, because we'll, we'll get to the cup in a bit. We, we'll, we'll save all that conversation. Because before the cup set, there was a game on the other side of the country in Monterey, California. It ends Monterey 2, Hounds 2, with the beloved having the lead not once but twice and giving them giving it away late in each half. Let's start where we normally always start with the lineup. It uh, was Waite, back net, back lineup, Dos Santos, Ordonez, Hogan. Blackstock makes another start. Danny Griffin, freshly signed from Huntsville, Alabama, slotted straight away into the starting 11. Uh, Riot in the middle of the midfield, Forbes, Biasi, and then working up top, you got Mertz and then Dequid doing his Doing his thing. Two goals for, for Dequa. Should have been a third. We can talk about the penalty kick here in a bit. Not to de- belay- not to uh, belabor this game too much. Yak, we'll start with you. What were your thoughts on this game? Late kickoff. Two goals. Uh, two leads taken away. The penalty kick. What, uh, what were your just general thoughts on a Friday night in Monterey?
1: I thought we played really really well and we created a lot of chances the defense I thought was really tight and to go across the country and and not control possession because we never do that but we definitely had the a large percentage of the chances we had control of the flow of the game and to get it wiped away from a dumb mistake in the 89th minute it's just really backbreaking because I don't know how often we're going to get chances like that to win on the road on the, out west against a Western Conference team. It's tough, and we had it in the palm of our hands, and it was deserved. And they just blew it.
0: Yeah, it's been a lot of conceding goals late in in halves. That was kind of the continuation from from Indy the week before. Uh, luckily it didn't translate into the, the next game. Uh, Seth, your overall thoughts, I mean, generally positive because of, of how they produced and how the midfield played and, and putting up two goals on the road or mostly concerns about uh, not being able to see out see out halves correctly?
2: There's this weird thing happening all of a sudden that Danny's back and now there's not as many just like long balls getting played we're trying to build out of the middle again and i that was my big takeaway from friday night obviously not the outcome i was hoping to see um i was literally like watching the last 15 of it in bed with my like laptop right next to my head and when the goal went in for monterey bay to tie it to two i was just like all right that's that's enough of this i'm i'm tired i'm going to bed and uh, but no, you know, I think that definitely you can automatically see the impact from Danny Griffin being back in the 11. Uh, it just, you know, uh, it, it feels like obviously he wasn't gone for that long, but for the fact that he can just step into that role on the team, that quickly probably didn't have many practices, if any at all. Um, it definitely, I think speaks volume to, just how – I think Danny is a pretty uh, – obviously he's in shape because he plays every freaking minute of every game. But I think that he, you know, was in Huntsville but was maybe always thinking that I have an exit strategy here.
0: His heart um, was always I'm in glad. the flow one too.
2: Um Yeah, something like that. Uh, I'm glad to see him back. And, you know, that was – I mean, we had – we wound up with 11 shots – that match, and I have to think besides the uh, Dequa hat trick, we probably haven't had that many in another match. So it, it was nice to finally see some. I, I feel like I've been a broken record on this pod every time I'm on that. You know, the offense scares me because there's no continuity to it, and it finally seems like now with Danny back in, things are getting created.
0: And I, I don't think I thought about it in those terms, even though that's probably the right way to think of it, mostly because I was watching the game. Uh, like you, half falling asleep in bed for the last 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, so I don't think I appreciate how much the midfield play changed with with Danny slotted in there. There was l- less uh, work it down the sides, cross it in. There was less kind of... Hoof it down and, and try to play over the top. So there was more creating on the carpet through the middle, which is promising in terms of what's a more sustainable, repeatable way to create offense.
1: Uh,
0: both goals for uh, really nice, kind of in, in different ways. Uh, it It is hard coming on the back of last season where you get one PK and it's a a shitty Panaka by someone who was uh, in this game and scored against the Hounds. uh, Cap is an aside. But I'll put the question to you, Yak, this way. Uh, Dequa, two goals scored, uh, one... In my opinion, in my opinion, a pretty horrendous penalty take. Uh, take your stutter steps and shove them up your ass. Did Deekle have a good game?
1: Yes, he did a great game. I don't, th- I, I don't fault him for the PK. I mean, you should score every PK, but it's not like he stutter stepped after he ran to up the ball and then like stopped himself. He stutter stepped to start, which in my eyes. It, it doesn't really count for being cute. Pick a, pick like, a
0: corner a, and just blast it in that corner. Can't go wrong.
1: I think, I think even despite the PK, he played a tremendous game. He is such a nose for space, um, which is how he got that first goal, because his initial run... In front of Forbes, it didn't work out. Forbes wasn't ready to, for the pass, so he knew to go out wide and give Forbes a chance to collect the ball better and get an angle. He, he just he is getting really good at, at finding where the ball is going to be at. He, yes,
0: he's getting to where the ball is going to be, to kind of steal a hockey phrase a bit on that. Uh, I, it leads to the the and other people are saying it now too. If all of a sudden he gets injured or something happens to Chico, I mean, are are their goals just going to drop like that? Is is Atola or is someone else going to step up in that absence? Um, so as much fun as it is that he's popping all his goals and now currently tied for the league lead in in goals, as fun as that is, how much of that should also be a concern that the production just isn't coming from anywhere else from an from a striker perspective I mean failing has a couple um you know Mertz has one Kenny has one you know a bunch of guys gonna have one or two but in terms of your your out and out striker um Seth should we be concerned at this point that if it doesn't come through Dequa, it's just not gonna happen
2: I'm gonna I'm going to say no and I think it's because you're going to see them and like you've seen it now. Well, I guess last night was not the case. But th- you saw it in Monterey Bay and I think this is probably the way the lineup will tend to lean more yeah. is rather than having a traditional striker as that like attacking mid false nine, you're going to have somebody like Danny or Robbie running out of that and give it a little bit more better chance to create. And I think you're going to see, you know, whoever's coming up the opposite flank as far as Danny, Robbie, Kenny, uh, whichever of the other two holding mids they are playing through at that point, I think you're going to see a chance for a little bit better hold up play and a better opportunity for those midfielders to file in. And hopefully uh, the other team, you know, misses the assignment on somebody and you can find somebody and have them put the ball in the basket. Um, you know, you made, the, you made the comment about Dequa finding space and finding where the ball is. I think that's another thing that's going to really help with having the a true attacking midfielder is instead of hoping that whoever his striker counterpart is is going to play him a okay ball, I think you're going to get a lot better quality service to him moving forward, which I think is going to help his production greatly.
0: Let's wrap up Monterey Bay on, on this then. Um, Besides kind of the, the headline stealing players in this game, is there anyone else you guys want to take a look at for a moment? I would at least point out, you know, that ball that, uh, Laneston Blackstock, uh, belted uh in the first half was really really nice kind of opened my eyes in terms of of knowing that guy's got hit that in his back pocket as a possibility and then two uhsout riot uh'm I'm, I'm I think he's becoming a bit of a decisive divisive player for the hounds I particularly like his the cut of his jib shall we say uh I the attitude. I feel like that's a guy for a team that has frequently lacked the guys who will kind of run through a wall for the team. I have a feeling like he could. He could maybe be that guy. I, just, I don't know. I just maybe it's a it's more of a vibe thing at this point. But I'm 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 liking where where he's going and what I see in in Trevor there. Yeah, Anyone else you want to kind of point out that maybe didn't get up it you know uh, a look on the score sheet
1: um i wanted to give a shout out to Blackstock as well um i will say luke biasi um last year i think he was the player i least wanted to ever be subbed into a game and right now as we stand nine weeks into the season i really really like him starting out wide on defense he's he's really improved a lot i think he had a very good game in this game, um, I, and I'm really glad that he's he's grown to be the player he, he is right now. He he won a bunch of duels. He made some good crosses. Um, I think he drew the penalty that Dequa missed. Uh, just just a fabulous game.
0: He did draw that penalty. Nice little nifty move uh, on the on the goal line to get around a defender and, and draw the foul. Yak. Anyone else you want to you want to point out before we move on?
1: You mean me? I just talked.
0: Did I say yak, Seth? I'm sorry. You did. I'm an asshole. No,
2: I. I agree with both of you. I, I think both Langston and Biase both had awesome games. And one thing I'm really noticing: we really let the wing backs get forward, and it's kind of nice. I think, I don't think we, I think we've kind of missed that since we had the,
0: uh, that makes me think of the Ryan uh, James time when he just had full run of the the entire touchline,
2: Ryan James and, you know, Jordan Dover, they were really, you know, they were up in the attack, you know, probably 90% of the time. And it really, I think it makes it difficult on teams to be able to really focus on, you know, where the, cutters are coming from. So I, I, I really enjoyed the way both of them played on Friday night.
0: Yeah. So result disappointing, but I think a lot of positive things to take from it. Again, this is a team that's not played well on the, in the Western conference road games either last year or this year. Uh, so as disappointed it is to not close out either half when you have a lead, uh, Coming back with a point not, not the worst. Uh, I'm sure most people have taken it before the game started, but a loss, it's a 2-2 it's a draw that the, the Hounds come back with. Puts them at a record of two wins, two losses, and five. Five midi draws. But let's be honest now, that's not the game anyone's here to really talk about. They're here to talk about Pittsburgh 1, New England 0, up at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. Good fucking times all the way around. The lineup that Bob puts out there, uh, weight in net, which I think I was mildly surprised at. If you go back to last year when they played in Cincinnati, weight was the keeper. By that point, it still wasn't established if he was the number one or the number two, because um, the, the Hounds just took their sweet time establishing the number one keeper last year. So weight gets the start. Uh, Ordonia's the Shields, another, a former Revolution player in the lineup. Farrell, DZ Harmon, uh, Burke failing goes from not in the 18 against Monterey to starting. Mark Ibera, who we'll get to him in a second. Danny Griffin, because he's a fucking workhorse. Uh, Eddie Kizza, again, another former Revolution player. Robbie Mertz and Tola, kind of uh, in theory, kind of up there on his own. For the Revs, a mixture of guys you've heard of, guys who are are young and upcoming. Uh Altador gets a start, you know that guy. Omar Gonzalez gets a start on the back line. Um probably the the two just big names in that starting eleven for the for the revolution. Yak, we'll start with you. Lineups come out. Are you feeling more or less confident than you did when you woke up Tuesday morning? Uh
1: more, I guess. I wasn't. I wasn't doubting too much that um, Bob wasn't going to take this seriously and put out a real lineup. Um, but you know, I, I was glad to see that, that there was there was a mix of players that probably can play ninety back on last Friday and yesterday on Tuesday, and also the reinforcements are real strong on the bench. That was what I was really hoping for because it gets it gets tougher in the second half in these matchups when you're playing the bigger team. So I was pleased with the lineup, um, and I, I, I didn't even know that, like, Omar Gonzalez was, was on the revs. It's, like it's not like I know their roster at all. I didn't bother to look it up at all. So what they brought out didn't affect my feelings going forward in the game other than, wow, it's cool. We're playing against Altdorf and Gonzalez. That's a weird timeline that I'm watching right now.
0: It is a strange timeline we live in right now. Seth – uh your thoughts on the starting lineup and, and was it was it a lineup you liked, is it a lineup you expected? Did it did it match with your perception of, of what Bob would do in this situation?
2: So I completely agree on the Jamali take. I was pleasantly surprised to see that. Uh the De Shields choice, uh, I won't lie, kinda had me a little bit nervous. Um that was probably, I think that was probably my only like, uh, concern when the lineup was dropped. Um, and then I was really hoping to see on the rev side, a lot more numbers that were in the fifties through eighties. Like they were next pro guys coming up. I mean, there was a, a couple a, of those cup of tea. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> again, it feels like the matrix is broken because we're playing against Josie out and Omar Gonzalez. Um, at this point. With with Bruce Arena as the
0: manager, which is, you know, kind of fun.
2: Yeah. It was kinda fun. Um, and obviously it shows you that Bob Lilly is the superior coach in US soccer. So
0: with with Bob Lilly got this team qualified for the World Cup? No, okay, never mind. Side quest. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go on, Seth. My bad.
2: Um again i think we've beat the shit out of the point over is tola is is tola still minutes eligible with his past performances um and of course you know he had a pretty big opportunity that he squandered uh so i'm gonna party so hard when this
0: guy finally puts one i'm partying so hard oh
2: my god Pray for the Paul Child stand when Tola if Tola scores at home, we might tear it down. We're just we're just uh,
0: splashing beers everywhere when that guy scores. It's gonna be it's gonna be on our end. It's gonna be fantastic.
2: It's gonna be magical. Um, but yeah, I guess you know, wasn't shocked to see uh, see that they went with the Robbie and Danny in the middle. Uh, and again, I was you know like Yak yeah, talked to. I was happy to see that there were capable subs uh, to come in later in the match um, I think it's, especially with the five sub world that we live in nowadays that when you, it gets kind of scary when you're playing a team that has so many has such a deep bench uh, that they can kind of flip half the roster on you uh, so I th- think that there definitely wasn't a as big of a drop off as we could have possibly seen with just having three subs if you know, Bob had to get a little bit more tactical with Uh, his choosing of who he was bringing in and off.
0: I've seen this conversation a lot in the last 24 hours or so. Was this like a peak Lily ball game that, did Bob have his peak Lily ball experience last night? I, I fully contend that it was, you know, Lily ball in its most pure, form uh just masterclass game plan little a little lucky with some poor touches from from some revs players out the door probably the the most notable of those uh, but at the end the goal comes uh, pick up a, a bad pass in the midfield a couple touches go to goes to Mark Hibera, uh, he finds a, a streaking Danny Griffin through the top of the box or the middle. Beautiful sly touch into the net. Yeah, the most important question, uh, what was better, uh, Mark Iberra's pass or Danny Griffin's finish?
1: Oh, uh, that, that, um, uh, uh. <laughs> Fuck.
0: Answer the question, I'm then, then you can take whatever points Griffin. you want to say.
1: I'll take Griffin.
0: Okay. Now you can get share your your general thoughts on the on the match.
1: I, I didn't have general thoughts on. That. I just couldn't decide. Okay. Um, I I think the
0: ooh, I think. I think marks threw balls. I mean that's pretty sublime. But I
2: mean like, Danny's finish. Like, what's the percentage you expect to see that go in? That that's like a less than five percenter, right? Like
0: <sighs> I, it's I a damn shame no... we don't we don't know XG's number XG numbers on this game. I'd like to see what that was.
1: I can't believe that that he managed to come out with that ball. He was he was squeezed between two dudes and managed to get the ball somehow and, and bounce one dude on the ground. Impressive needle threading. I mean, Ibarra's pass is otherworldly, but I, it it might have been a a taste of opportunistic luck and Ibarra or and Griffin just somehow coming out of there alive. Like I was shocked to see
2: them collecting the ball, the that honestly, like I, I was like, there, wait, we really just scored off that? Like, holy shit. Uh, so I, I'm going to go. Cause the, the,
0: the, cr- the crowd almost didn't react to it. I mean, what little of crowd was there? It was, I don't know. It
1: was, a, it was a stunned
0: yeah. thing. Yeah. Cause yeah, it went from, it went from the revs playing the ball out. A couple touches up to get to the midfield, then one one bad—I mean, super bad touch. I don't even know if it's meant to be a pass or just a bad touch. I, uh, f- what four seconds later, it's in the back of the net. You know, it was, there it was no so time to quick. react to
1: it. There, it. It was so quick. Ibar was yeah, the first can... one to get the ball, two touches, and suddenly, bam! It's knee deep in the opponent's net. Yeah, I such just a
2: Jack Yak just dropped the stunned. I think we need to go back and screen cap uh, the keeper standing there with
0: the beach ball behind him. Uh, la Penn's blog, the, the the glory days, the glory days. Yeah, uh, John Morrissey, uh, USL Tactics on the twitters pointed out the run that that made to to create space that allowed the the. Real estate for the ball to get in through to to Danny Griffin, just to point that out that you know kids are not on on the stat sheet for the goal, but did some of the underappreciated work to pop a goal in against his his former MLS club. So, uh, just to put that out there, <sighs> um, as much as the first half was was fun. You get the goal late. I thought the first half played pretty even. I mean, is that the same take you two have?
1: No, actually, I thought we had the upper hands. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah. Um, Revs had a lot more possession. Again, that's that's probably going to be a trend in almost every game this season. But the defense was kind of suffocating. You know, they, they, they kept trying to go into the middle and they couldn't. Midfield wasn't letting them happen. Um, they tried to go on the outside backs. They they really tried going after Burke failing, and he did a really solid job. They they kept settling for these long balls that the defense or the goalie was able to clean up and their attackers weren't able to do too much with, looking at you, Josie. And we got six shots. We had we had we had three more shots than them over the course of the half. We played our game. We didn't get to have the ball a lot, but we were making lots of good work with it.
0: How's it what's throw to you there, uh, Seth? I mean, I was it was it even or was it was it actually low pro hounds in the first half?
2: I I, I agree, pro hounds. Okay. Um well. I think even the announcers kind of like made a point that you know, hounds don't have a lot of the ball, but you can tell that when they do they're definitely picking and choosing that when they want to be in possession um and i completely agree with yak you know renix was making a lot of runs at laser and my initial reaction was holy shit laser is fast like he can keep up with anybody out there and um i i was just like in i i think in the first half there was like one opportunity where there was like a hard hit ball by the refs from the top of the box and there was a lot of uh a lot of bodies and a lot of traffic in front of jamali and like they showed the replay of the one in the first half and like jamali was just textbook like he i think he actually like parried the first save kind of spilled out to the top second shot balls getting kicked around and he's just like down in his stands feet are moving like he was he was all over it um but i mean and we also there was a i can't remember who wound up taking the shot it might have it might have been laser and like i feel like 10 15 minute mark uh it was earlier on and it was kind of like okay we're we're not outclassed as much as you would expect us to be here um
0: so i'm i'm definitely in the pro hounds for the first half fair enough then I, I This was all basically the setup that I thought the second half was uh, hounds under Bob Lilly at its peak of, of again, not having the ball too much, but just defensively maintaining shape, not giving them too many good looks from inside the box. I mean, their best look was probably the out-the-door... Uh, you know Wando Touch um, that may have may or may not still be in orbit. Um, but I mean, if, if you're just thinking of if you had to explain to people what is a Bob Lily team and a Bob Lily system and and what is what is Lily Ball, if you had to show that, I feel like that second half is a pretty good demonstration of the of the concept. Um, Yak. Yeah, did that invoke, you know, warm memories of, or warm thoughts of, of Bob Lilley's soccer? I minutes mean, yeah. 46 to 90?
1: Uh, 46 to, like, at least 80. I think I think Bob Lilley used the term under siege. They were not under siege. Like, again, conceding lots of possession. revs are poking and prodding. They couldn't do a ton with it until, I think, legs started getting really gassed in the final five or ten minutes. But... Yeah, that is that was that is your 2019 uh, conference winner hounds playing out there right now. Like just such solid uh, without the ball that, that the other team just cannot get through in any particularly meaningful way without long balls and a little bit of luck at, at the very least.
0: And, and speaking, I mean, it's it's heavy legs and it's also, and we talked about this a little bit last week, It you know, when each team brings on their subs in these cup games, the 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 gulf in class between the Revs bench and the Hounds bench, or a a typical USL bench and a typical MLS bench is gonna be is gonna be pretty massive. And there was I mean, absolute class coming off the bench for New England
1: and and still (laughs) the defense held. Yeah, but they, they subbed in early. They made a bunch of their subs in, like, around the hour. Mark. Which was so fun
0: because then Bob years. got the counter with his – he making the subs second after Bruce Reedens makes his first was kind of fun.
1: Yeah, aside from the first two subs, Bob got to sit on the subs for at least a little bit. Um, but, yeah, they, they survived maybe 20 minutes or so um, with the fresh Revs guys before they really started to get some momentum, and I was getting super – uh, squeaky bum time i i thought i thought the Hounds played so well for for the first 80 85 minutes before i could really feel the, the 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 thread looming and that takes us to the to the final 10 15
0: minutes or so seth uh run us through the the roller coaster of emotions that i'm assuming you went through uh in your thoughts on the last 10 minutes of the match
2: so like it, it felt like every time we gained the ball back. It was just like Kenny was within like five yards of midfield with nobody on him, and he could just pick up the ball, pick up his head, dribble to space, take up time. Um, and honestly, I don't think there's anybody else I'd rather have for the Hounds in that to be that decision maker in that situation than Kenny. Um, they, uh, you know the, you know obviously there was that whole play where Jamali let that one through that was just an absolute like, oh man, this is how it's going to happen, huh? And that and even, even Jamali like as he like picked the ball up, kind of like put a hand up to the guys like, hey, that one's on me. Sorry about that. Um, there's also a couple times where it, I don't know if it was a uh, issue with. Traction, or if he was just genuinely get genuinely getting uh, kind of misplayed out there, but the the riot went down a couple times where in it was just like, oh geez, this is the this is the guy laying on the ground that leads to the miss player that you know just buries one and we go to extras, uh, but it was definitely a very I, I don't I don't feel like I took very many breaths in those last fifteen. Twenty minutes of the match.
0: <sighs> yeah, it, and as much as I don't want to criticize the the waning moments of that match, but what the fuck is Artur Ar- Ardenia's doing taking that shot? Thank you.
2: <laughs> I was I was literally thinking about that today. Like I was because like, that was the moment
0: eating- where I went, oh, 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 fuck. He did that the right that thing is where my first. tongue, like,
1: or just completely dipped into my stomach, and I thought we were gonna blow it right then and there.
0: It, it within thirty seconds this is gonna be one one.
1: He like he tells
2: Kenny no, and then you know a couple seconds later, Kenny finally lays it off to him, and he decides to just take this like wild ass shot from like twenty five <laughs> out and rip like, it, rip it. Yeah, it's like, uh, n- I, do you remember what you just said? Like, do, do as I say, you, not as I do. You just did the complete fucking opposite of it, and we don't need this right now. Like, I don't. Hero ball is a very real thing, and I feel like that's where Arturo's mind went there. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have the last name on the score sheet. Time to cl- cover myself in
0: glory. Oh, because when's the last time you've ever seen a hounds team actually take a ball to a corner to kill time?
2: It like doesn't that never often. happens. And it looked no. like
0: Kenny was about to do it.
2: And, and then there was one later in the game where Chico goes to the corner and it looked like he had no freaking clue what he was doing. It's like, dude, you have one of the biggest bodies on the, like, get down to the corner, put the ball up against the flag.
0: And use that as
2: get and those elbows wide. Like, <laughs> seriously, just start dro- dropping bows on people. Like, it, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a whole, like, you don't get too many experiences like that in – league play because you're always kind of thinking about potential goal differential and trying to pour one you know, pour it on somebody. But yeah, it was definitely not uh, it was not a master class
0: in how to close out a match in some of those situations, which kind of takes you back to, you know, the last two weeks of the league and and not closing out halves. But luckily it, it didn't didn't bite them this week. Uh, Hounds won, New England nil. Uh, I don't know about you guys. The, the Twitter started blowing up, the social media. I got a bunch of text messages from from random people. Um, Seth, we had a, a mutual friend at the game last night. Got the victory selfie with Jamali. Um, what what was the, the the fallout of or the not, not fallout is a kind of a negative connotation. What what was the um, the post final whistle moments for you in terms of reaction celebration.
2: Just absolutely amazed, confused, bewildered. Uh, EJ sends me the picture of him, Sonny and Jamali. I instantly just like teared up, like just felt like that, like single, Happy tear just fall down my cheek. I was just like, "All right, all is good in the world." And then I decide to go into the hellhole of YouTube and continue watching other USL or other US Open matches. Like it, like a proper uh, sicko. With you know, and the thing I like about the YouTube ones is you you get the comment section right. Oh, don't to go to the comments. <laughs> oh, I, I I live for that shit, man. I just love watching opposing fan base just trash talk the shit out of each other via live chat on youtube that's that is prime that I, honestly i feel like i watched that more than the
0: game
1: <laughs> comments on a live video are a much different creature than whatever cesspool of a of a posted video is it's much abs- different yes
0: that's fair
1: that,
2: that is correct I, and fair to kind of derail us because i feel like we've been very good on point i first learned this this year as i was watching some uh live streams of coachella i think that's when i finally got the love for watching the live comments uh and then it carried over and did not disappoint in the open cup last night nice
0: good stuff uh yak how much did you derail trivia night when the final whistle came
1: i was at the bar and was was definitely yelling as the clock passed went past four minutes stoppage waiting to see the whistle and I ran backwards when, when I definitely confirmed that the game was over. And I tried to silence myself because I knew if I actually tried to yell, it would be, like, way too loud. So I made this, like, tiny, like, sound and then jumped up and down with my table like I was a freaking little kid. Um, <laughs> Wait, jumped up with your I, table? Yeah. like like. Did you lift hand, the like table this- off the ground? this big old bear hug of bodies and humanity, like just super excited. I then go run back to the bar and um, tell the bartender, like, I need, I need this shot, like right now. And she's like, how many? I, I, I don't know, a lot of them, like nine or some shit. That was, that was the process of the first 45 seconds or so after, uh, after the whistle blew. Nice.
0: I respect that on on Tuesday night. And our boy EJ up at the stadium, he said he was on over the next morning or this morning, so he got that gun for him.
1: Good for
2: him. Hold on. What was the shot of choice though? We gotta know. Oh yeah. That's green teas. What was it, Yak? It
1: was... Green teas. Oh, okay.
2: Oh, green tea shots. Okay. A classic. Alright. They make a
1: good Something, green tea some... shot
0: at uh at Bulldog?
1: They make a very good one it's, it's something easy and approachable because i think at least one rando got one that's how, how it goes sometimes so, somebody who i had recruited over the past 30 minutes or so to pay attention to this one tv with nobody on it uh in a bar full of hockey and basketball playoffs
0: how many people at the bar were invested in the game at that point at like in the last 15 minutes
1: uh, you know what it was a little it was a little sad it, it wasn't very many it <laughs> wasn't like i guess the playoff game from last year, it, it, it could not have been more than like four or five people that we picked up.
0: yeah, that's that's fine. Worker with that yeah uh, Seth, any any final thoughts on on a, a, a holy shit Tuesday night? Well, this actually occurred uh,
2: late Wednesday afternoon. But uh, somebody, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Bill Post in Discord the old uh, Pittsburgh Sports Talk with uh, Pomp and Pitt Bayless. And uh, Pomp decided to call it MSL multiple times. Oh, boy. Before, before the, the, the voice of reason in Pittsburgh sports journalism, Andrew Filipponi, correctly identified it as the MLS. But he thought, if we win the Open Cup, that we get promoted to the MLS, which was a major. Like, made me want to like
1: bite my phone.
0: No, it's even better. Uh, we go to the Champions League.
1: Yeah, right. Like, it's tri- try explaining something like that to Pony.
2: No. no, I don't think I don't think you can get. I don't think you can get past his bad takes in the front of his in his frontal lobe to
0: oh. explain that to him. Yeah. Okay. So, so local sports media not uh, may not the best spot for information about about the hounds and or the US Open Cup. Good to know.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, you your unsung hero of the night
1: last night. Unsung. Yes. Um, my first instinct is Mike to Shields. Oh, go on. I I loved his composure both on, on defense and with the ball. I, I thought he like really opened my eyes. I, I really liked watching him last uh last night. I good good
0: good shout on that. Um I would have to I this this feels like especially the second half. I I can almost I'd see myself doing a second watching of that second half because it was I thoroughly enjoyed uh, just the absorbing pressure and doing it all with with composure and poise and and seeing out a match. One because I enjoy watching that, and two because they have done a pretty poor job of doing that so far this season. But uh, I will I might have to keep an eye on the Shields throughout the, throughout that one. Good shout.
2: I got an even
0: I got an even more
2: off the cuff one. I'm gonna go DZ Harmon for his uh, of drawing the straw of man marking Josie Altidore on corners Uh, because that was kind of one of the things like when I saw his name in the lineup that I thought that were would be a potential problem spot and uh, also DZ Harmon like same size as Josie Altidore as as far as like height and uh, thickness level goes so he was you know didn't seem like he was getting bodied by him so but in better shape but in better shape, yes. Famously, um, and probably twenty years as junior. Uh, but yeah, DZ Harmon is mine.
0: And speaking of junior, Junior Eto, uh, he, he's back, baby. Uh, yeah, I, I did not. Think, did any? Did anybody else
2: get like their initial gut reaction when you saw him stand at the touchline to come on? Was like, are we rushing this? because it definitely to me i was like is he really ready to play in a match of this caliber at this point
0: like that just like i guess that thought didn't go through me i i mean problem is uh, this could still be bob just had his mind that we're getting this guy however how many minutes he was 15 that he got last night I, I could see as, as Bob had it in his mind that he's seeing that many minutes and situation be damned. It's like predetermined. But um, talk so you get a, a junior Eto back and now you have a, a Danny Griffin. It's making this midfield a lot more fun than it was ten days ago.
1: why um why don't i see him on the graphic
0: i don't i don't know
1: he's he's, he's not listed on the 18 although he did come in with uh in the 79
0: All right, so it was like 10 10 11 minutes okay yeah yeah I don't know can't speak to that I guess we'll just have to have to move on. Uh, Hounds in the in the hat for the round of sixteen draw, which is going to be Thursday at two p.m. So, if you're an attentive Houndsy listener, it'll be before the draw. If you are uh, much more casual to it, it'll be after the draw. Based on results that happened as we're recording Wednesday night, it seems like the most likely pool of teams that the Hounds will be in will be a combination of the beloved uh, NYCFC and your two MLS Ohio teams, Columbus and Cincinnati.
1: No, hold on. It, it's Red Bulls that advanced not NYC. Oh, I'm sorry,
0: Red Bulls. Damn it. That's what I to get to do for doing this off of memory. My bad. And that was uh, the first win for uh, the new coach after they, they gave uh, – Gehab the uh, the fucking axe last week. Okay, so same question though.
1: Uh,
0: Yak yeah, of that pool, uh, Red Bulls, the two Ohio teams, and the Hounds. Uh, what what draw do you want?
1: Oh, I want I want the Red Bulls. I they're having an atrocious season. I want the easiest game. I want it at home. Give us the Red Bulls.
0: Seems obvious enough, Seth.
1: I agree.
2: We don't get get sugar-free anymore, so... I'm an agreeable man.
0: All right. That that makes it easy enough.
2: Uh, I'll I'll give the caveat that there is a part of me that would like a rematch with Columbus.
0: Let me flip it. If inevitably the Hounds have to go on the road, where do you want them to go?
1: Uh, Still the Red Bulls.
0: Which also will be Montclair State University.
1: I will. Fi- I would probably finally make the trek to the hallowed ground of Montclair State, fighting Montclairs.
0: On uh, a on a sweet Tuesday, wherever that is, March or uh, May twenty 29th, Is that that Tuesday? It's two. It's two. Only two weeks between these rounds, so.
1: It is, it is either two weeks from today, Wednesday, or the day prior on Tuesday again. And I think I've already committed at this point to making it work. And we'll go if we get drawn away again. Nice, good stuff.
0: So that will be live on the on the YouTube's Thursday two o'clock. So you can all watch as as fucking Devin Kerr puts us in going to Cincinnati or some dumb shit. Thanks Devin in advance. Ah uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let's um. Let us, we're going to skip the USL news with the new president. We'll catch up to it ne- next week when uh, there's not so much game stuff to talk about. Uh, so we'll do on the nitty gritty on that next week. Let's look ahead to Saturday. Hounds back at home after uh, a lengthy stay away. Hosting Birmingham. Birmingham, who have, unless things have changed in the last few minutes, have taken the win in their Open Cup match tonight. Is it still the? Um, let me just confirm. We get it. Oh, they they popped in a third, in the uh, so they won three nil over, over Memphis in their big old Birmingham Memphis uh, derby. So you can will...
2: you can uh, take a big drink on who scored the third.
0: Oh. Oh. Okay. Yes, I get that. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. Uh. So yeah, Birmingham on. On Saturday they're coming off this win against Memphis this will be the the first team that the Hounds will face twice uh, this season the season opener was down famously in Birmingham where they picked up uh, the draw Birmingham has been pretty pretty good so far this year Uh, they've now have played their. they've now played ten they've won half of them their only draw is, again, that that game against the Hounds that opened the season. So 10 wins, 4 losses, and a draw. Roster relatively unchanged from when we faced them a few months ago. Uh, the aforementioned, or uh, not mentioned, but the uh how would I say? The alluded to Tyler Pasher recently back from injury, working his way back into it. No guarantee that he will he will start. Nico Brett came off the bench tonight for them. For the Hounds, guys getting back into full fitness. It seems like, as best we could tell, the only injury is going to be to Danny Rivera and his knee. Uh, assuming Junior Eto is is fully cleared to to play some some more minutes than just you know the, the ten he had on Tuesday. Yak, what are you looking for for Saturday night? back at highmark stadium
1: i have really no idea because i think there's a chance that we're going to have a little bit of like energy letdown just from just from the adrenaline rush of of beating an mls team and now come back to league play um and also and also after exhausting ourselves for 90 minutes and, and chasing the ball for the final 10 there's probably gonna be a decent amount of um roster or uh, lineup changes to begin with. So I don't even know who we're going to field out there to start the game. Um, I, ju- I just hope we can kind of contain Birmingham, who's, who's off- offensively pretty strong. Enzo Martinez scored tonight, One Aguadelo scored tonight. Nico Brett's coming off the bench. Um, you know, it's, they, they, they got a good side. Uh, getting a point on the road in the first game is turning out to be a very good result as the season has uh, aged a little bit.
0: But they, I mean, they've also had some some pretty shit results as well. I mean, they they lost at home to Oakland four to one, lost at Ooh. the Miami three one. I mean, they like they got some stinkers in there too. Lost to Loudon three 0 That was kind of the, I think that was the, the kind of coming out party for Loudon this season. So they're capable for some some real you know shit games as well. One less day of rest since they're playing. Tonight, Wednesday, and the Hounds played on Tuesday. They're also gonna to have to do the, the travel up to Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh's having to travel back from from Boston as it is. Uh, Seth, what are your what are your thoughts on this one? So, I I think
2: to counterpoint, Yak, I think the MLS win could also serve as a momentum builder for this team. Um and I as we, we were kind of talking about junior getting back into the mix. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not hundred percent sold on this, but I'm wondering if we start to see more we get out of the five out of the back again and go to more like a four-five one with Danny playing a more of like a ten role. Um I think I would really like that so i would kind of you know whatever your four in the back winds up being and then i think i like you know Yabara jr is your holding mids let robbie and kenny be those kind of wide center mid, center mids and then let danny run as a 10 with obviously deke up top i i think that i think that would be my ideal formation at this point um and i i honestly i I think we can the east seems to be so open this year um as far as just the results and how everybody you know what everybody's done against everybody i think dan you were the one that called it out sunday morning about how uh saturday night wasn't exactly how you would have probably uh circled matches on your weekly pick them uh for the usl and i think if if we can roll with that lineup with that, with that five in the middle, I think we've become incredibly competitive and we can probably play with anybody in the East. So I I'm, I'm going to put on the optimistic hat and say that this is a momentous win last night. And the team's going to ride that momentum into Saturday night.
0: I like it. Speaking of momentum, uh, uh, how many tickets do you think the team sells on the back of, of last night?
1: Go I, I wanted to put out, I was hoping the crowd was be a little hot under the collar, fired up after seeing this on Tuesday. Um, how? you think we're selling out again? I, Without
0: checking the weather right now, I think the weather's supposed to be fine. I'll, that may not be a factor. Um, I don't know offhand if that, are the pirates home or away, do you know? It doesn't know offhand. I think they're back away.
2: I think today was a getaway. I think today was getaway day. Yeah, it was a
0: day game. Um are away. Bucko's away. away. Weather Lizzo's should be fine.
2: Lizzo's in town.
0: How much crossover is there in, in the, the Hounds fan and the Lizzo fan? How how much is how much of a overlap in that Venn oh, diagram?
2: Yeah. I enjoy her music a lot. I try to get tickets.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> um <laughs>
2: I saw somebody, uh, Tuffy tweeted this morning about still thinking about those hounds, and somebody tweeted uh, in the replies that uh, they're planning on giving the team a standing ovation Saturday, so, uh, so there the, you have it. There'll
0: be one person standing, good. Uh, in Love the grandstand, it. I'm assuming. They'll just, that one guy just trying, you, trying to get it going. Big momentum. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Let's, they, get, they, they pulled 5,000 of, out of nowhere a month ago. Why the hell can they not do it after that game? Yeah. Get your tickets early because you're going to need them, and get there get down for your parking space early because they're going to run out of those too. Hell yeah. What's the promo? What's the promo Saturday night? They're not giving anything away, is it? They're doing that 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 change series, which has not really been fully explained to what their the intent is. So we'll maybe we'll just learn. Yeah, it's kind of unclear.
2: Uh, family Fiesta night. Oh, that's
0: right. Family Fiesta. So we are we going to get princesses and superheroes? People in costume?
2: Maybe, yeah.
0: It's not the superstars. I can tell you that much. Oh, another actual on-the-field question. Uh, Allude to this earlier. Wait got the start this past game. Is there another Christian Garner start coming in one of these next two home matches, either this Saturday with Birmingham? Is, is there a third Christian Garner start in the cards in these next two matches?
1: Yak? I'm thinking against Vegas. We'll see Garner. I'm hoping it's against Vegas. I I, I won't wait against Birmingham. Seth? Yep, 100% agree. So
0: chalking uh, Christian Garner against Vegas. Vegas still winless somehow. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Still, Army news. Let's let's run through it. Everyone won those those sweet ass hats we had at the last home game. A bunch more now in stock. They'll be available at the tailgate. Uh, Twenty Cash Burgers. There will be a Tifo as well. It was being painted tonight. It uh, last update. It looks like it's almost done. So that should be ready to go for Saturday. Anyone who's going to be in our section pregame, you know how we have to kind of finagle some things for TIFO, so uh, if you're asked to do something, do it, damn it. Uh, don't be in hindrance, uh, and it'll be pretty sweet. We are playing Birmingham. That should be the, the hint as the, the theme of, of this TIFO. And then, loud and away, we are working on a ticket link for that game coming up in two weeks. Again, that's the uh, Memorial Weekend Sunday. So be on the lookout. We will have the ticket link either in the Discord and/or in a in a dispatch sometime here coming up soon. So get your ass out to Leesburg, Virginia, for a nice holiday weekend. We can all go to wow. the um, we can go to what's that place? The Delirium has a bar out there. We're all gonna go there pregame. It's gonna be a fantastic shit show. It'll be great.
1: Live well, suggestion: We should put a spreadsheet in the Discord away days so that we can arrange carpools.
0: Ooh, good call. Uh I will put that in the in our in our notes section here uh when we get off off this uh off this wonderful podcast.
2: And I'm just saying Blink 182 is in Hershey Saturday
0: night.
1: Think you can make a weekend out. You could do a double whammy of the
2: Eastern Seaboard. Make a damn weekend out of it. Yep. You don't got to work on
0: Monday. Yeah. Blink on Saturday, hounds on Sunday, reco- recovery on Monday. That sounds like America to me. Damn it! <laughs> I'll see
2: I'll see everybody on a seventy on a turnpike rest stop at a Roy
0: Rogers. <laughs> nice. Are you Are you actually going to that on Saturday? I am. Oh, nice.
2: Trying to work out the. Child care
0: to make the full weekend in Leesburg as well,
2: yeah. Trying to, yeah, nice. That's my stuff, it'll be good. I keep, I keep, I keep just like randomly dropping it into
0: conversations around the house. She is, is she picking up the hint or she, um, obviously trying to ignore it and push to the side?
2: Well, it's LaShondra's birthday weekend, so. (sighs) Memorial Day is always like a a tough weekend because her birthday always like falls on or around it. So it's always always tough for me to be able to make too many like Seth-centric recommendations.
0: Why would she not want to spend her birthday with a Robbie Mertz and a Danny Griffin and a Joe Farrell? I mean, who wouldn't? I'm looking to do it. There you go. Yeah. Yak, it's probably time to close this thing up. Any any final thoughts? Anything we learned tonight?
1: Don't be afraid to support your local soccer team even during local bars establishment trivia night.
0: That's fair. It's a sports bar first, damn it. Trivia is just a... uh, uh, Let's go there. Uh, Is it a quality trivia night to run there? Because you know some are pretty uh, good and
1: some are pretty bad. Yeah, no. Anytime I was listening, and it was questions. They they were they were tough questions, and also not particularly uh, like Googleable. It's a it's a bad trend in in trivia nights that people are just secretly looking up all the answers. These aren't necessarily like oh, type in the question into Google and you'll know the answer. No, it's a little more different than that and i I liked it even when i wasn't participating
0: the last trivia i went to hold on hold on i got i'm holding i'm holding yes because he brought question question difficulty or whatever the last trivia night i went to i didn't mean i was just at a bar and they happened to have trivia and we we stayed through the trivia the last category before you know the final question so everyone's now had a couple hours of, of beverages in them and the motherfuckers pull out cell biology as the last category, and it was <laughs> straight up like high school biology class textbook shit. I I've, I was not impressed. Let me put it
1: that way. Seth what was were you the answer say? to any of them that the mitochondria was the powerhouse of the cell. Yes, that
0: was that was one of them. This this is considered the yes. That was one of
1: the questions. That was definitely question number one, worth one point. No, it was not. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Seth, what are you gonna say?
2: So we did a trivia night last year at a local brewery to us with some friends. It was I think it was like nineties trivia. And all of the questions were derived from like when you clicked on like when you went to Google and typed in like nineties trivia, it, all of the questions from were from like the top two links from that po- like from that search.
0: So the laziest trivia questions ever
2: yes it was awful like i think we wound up like i I think we missed one question all night it was it was it was like it it got to the point where it was like but no one but no one else
0: missed the question either then
2: no we went on. we wound up winning like far and away like it was like it got to the point where they would start saying like the first two because i think we we like as a team like in our group chat had a we were just like sharing some links of like 90s trivia questions. And there were like ones that they would start saying like the first couple words to and we were already writing down the answer.
0: Nice. It was bad. I'm trying to think what, what, would, what would be an answer to a 90s trivia question? Not like something very generic, like Britney Spears or NSYNC, like something specific from oh, the no- 90s. Oh no, they were that bad. Oh, okay. It,
2: it was like, I, I, I'm pretty sure like Michael Jordan was an answer. For like, who like who was the leader of the Chicago Bulls oh. through their champion?
0: It was that bad. No, well, the answer is Scottie Pippen.
2: Well, I wanted to write down Tony Kukoc, uh, but the team overrode oh. my decision making on that one. There had
0: to be there had to be a question about Michael Jackson sent his hair on fire, shooting a Pepsi commercial. That's in all those types of trivia questions. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Hundred yeah Seth what did you learn tonight if anything who knows at this point uh
2: it it's uh, I haven't done a pod with Yak in a while it was nice to learn that him and I have similar brainwaves still and also that it's MLS not
0: MSL is our good friend MSL pumping ain't easy like to say yeah I uh, I saw that someone post that link and there was a lot of people saying they couldn't get through the first minute of it without turning it off and that's that's all I needed to know. It was not worth not worth the click on my end, because I would just be sad or mad or needlessly upset about it. But so when people ask why why is local BDA not cover the hounds as much? The answer is maybe you don't want them to. And on that note, <laughs> we'd like to thank the Beautiful Game Network for providing the online hosting of Houndsy. Check out the wealth of soccer content being produced weekly at bgon.fm. The Hounsey theme music was composed and performed by Man and the Space Babies. Check them out at Facebook.com slash SpacebabiesPGH. The show is produced by Joe Madrack. Email the show at pghstillarmy at gmail.com and put podcast in the subject line. All complaints about the show can be sent to nick.noble at mail.wvu.edu. On behalf of Seth and Yak, I'm Dan Yost. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again soon. <laughs> BEEP BEEP BEEP